I don't see your video, but oh, there we go. There's your beautiful face. Oh yeah, there you go. there's a heart for you. There's oh, that's this is so going in the pre-roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kick it off. Forgot how loud that is in my headphones. Woo. And I can't hear it, so it makes yeah. no difference to me. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Greg? You were on good. you were on vacation. How did you have a good time? I did. Had a great time. Saw family. Saw met a fellow rapid weaver in person. Oh yeah? Who was that? You might know him. Brent. Oh Brent. Oh man, I'm sorry you had to go see him. I don't know who I feel more sorry for, Brent or you. I don't know. It's a hard choice. Yeah. Um, I understand. <laughs> I understand. That's no, a good time. Nice Sweet. Uh, did he wear his cowboy hat? He did. Oh, wow. You got the hick version. Nice. <laughs> I didn't realize it came in different flavors. <laughs> <laughs> Redneck Brent. Okay. Yeah. Nice guy. We love you, Brent. <laughs> XOXO. Yeah. So uh, today, uh, we were just going to get back rolling in the kick of things. We're going to talk about um, publishing best practices. thought that would be a good topic. I know a lot of people around the world and sending in support, texts, support requests, and I see them doing stuff that, I don't know, I personally wouldn't do. So I thought this would be a good topic. Um to talk about basically how we, how we publish to our server, um, how we organize your server. Do how do you publish to a subdomain? Do you publish to a folder? You know, so on and so forth. So, um, maybe we should get started, Greg, with how to publish. Like in terms of like, do we use Rapweaver's you know built in publishing or do we use an FTP app? Right. What do you what What are your thoughts on that, Greg? Interesting question, Joe. Interesting question. The easiest thing that I see people use is just Rapweaver straight up. Yep. So if, if you're getting started, definitely use Rapweaver's built-in engine. Um, I recommend, of course, SFTP over FTP for the obvious security, uh, extra benefits of the security there. Yeah, I, you know, I, I see a lot of clients that have hosts that don't even support SFTP. I don't know. I would personally, if my host didn't support SFTP, I'd be looking somewhere else. Like, I think that should just should just be a de facto. Like, every host should support SFTP. Which is my yeah. personal opinion. I agree, and there's there's technical implications of that, and I can understand why people or why hosts don't have that. But why is that? Okay, just for my own purposes, why would a host not have SFTP? It's the authentication part because to have SFTP, you need SSH, and that needs to be through the user authentication, mm -hmm. where FTP has a different authentication method mechanism that doesn't authenticate through system users, users that actually can log into the system. Oh. Yeah, so you can have like an you can have an FTP account through the FTP daemon, server daemon. Oh, I totally separate. There we go. I learned something new. I didn't even know that. I just, you know, every server I've always been to, you know, I had an account on the server and I FTP'd with my user account. That was just how it happened, right? So, right. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So it's especially why you can create additional FTP users, but you can't 
create additional SFTP users. Ah. Makes sense now? Aha, says the blind man. I see. I see. I see. Very interesting. Well, I still stand by it. Your host should have SFTP. If you don't, maybe go look somewhere else. Maybe Chili Dog Hosting. Pretty cool guy runs that thing. Yeah, I hear hear he's all right. (laughs) So getting back to... He doesn't have a cowboy hat. He doesn't have a cowboy hat, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Outside of that, I mean, we've talked about it in our previous episodes, and we do, and our listeners who haven't heard should definitely go back. But I typically use Transmit or Forklift for my for my FTP applications or mm-hmm. SFTP applications, and the reason for that is I like to optimize my images. I like to optimize my my HTML, JavaScript, and CSS files using third-party tools. And to do that, I always export them, export my site to a folder, and run those tools against that folder, like the entire folder. So it scans my entire website for all the images, not just images that I add, but images that third-party stack developers add or other plugins have. Mm -hmm. So it optimizes them all at once so I don't have to even think about doing that on an individual basis. Yeah. And then I just upload that to my server. Sweet. You know, yeah. I, I use the built-in rapid stuff. Um, well, okay. I, I, I'll admit no, for, for my, for my website, for joeworkman.net and other, you know, rapid websites that are, that support my business. I don't use as I don't use the built-in publishing. Um, I use something that's, Really, really quite advanced and very, very geeky. Um, I won't go into all the details here. I'll give you a, a nugget because I know everyone's going to be dying to know what does Joe do, right? So I... <laughs> they're dying. Yeah, they're dying to know. I know, right? So <laughs> I export everything locally, okay? And then I use a version control system called Git. And I that version controls my entire web directory. And then I commit that to GitHub. And then I have... Now, this is where it gets super geeky. On my multiple servers, I have Git hooks that get notified when a change happens in my repository. They then connect remotely to my GitHub repository and pull down the latest version of my website. And essentially, I have a cron job that checks every so often as well that just checks for and pulls down the latest uh, version of my website from GitHub. So that's kind of how I do it. Uh, Why do I do it that way, you might ask? Um, It's not just because I want to be super and uber geeky. Uh, although that's partly the reason, I guess. The reason I, I actually do it is so that I can um, fail over. So let's say um, I have, you know, I have two servers in New York and I have a server in San Francisco and a server in LA. And if I ever want to, let's say, um, you know, there's a server maintenance going on in the data center or there's an outage in one of the data centers, I can easily um, just go to Cloudflare, which is my DNS manager, and I can change the IP address to my website and magically change it to the IP address of a different data center. And voila, I magically already have my site automatically up and running with everything fully functional because it always pulls down the latest version from GitHub. That is why I do it that way. Okay. Now, I do have to say, if in the latest version of Rapid, in Rapid River 7, they, they, um, introduced something pretty cool that you can actually do something very similar if you wanted to get that sort of advanced failover functionality because in rapid over seven you can have you can publish to multiple locations now 
inside your Rapweaver project. So inside your project, you can actually configure multiple destinations when you publish. So you can have multiple servers. You can publish locally as well. And um, in the publish toolbar button, you can actually select where you want to publish when you click the publish button, right? So uh, you can conf- you could potentially configure multiple different servers and then select which server you want to publish to, hit publish, and it will publish uh, you know the current site to that server. Um, so that's kind of how if you want to do it, uh, kind of the Rapidweaver way. I'd recommend uh, you know I do use Rapidweaver publishing for all my testing sites and stuff like that. So if I'm playing around with something and I want to quickly publish, I use Rapidweaver's built-in publishing, and I've never actually ever had any issues ever with rap weavers publishing never it's never bombed on me once and uh, i know i see some people in the on the um on the forums on the rap weaver forums that have you know incessant issues with rap weaver publishing and they're very vocal about it um but fortunately i think they're the 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 minority they're the vocal minority and um I know I, as well as most other Rapid Weaver users, have never had any issues uh, with the publishing engine inside Rapid Weaver. So, um, so yeah. But you know, uh, tools like Transmit are very good because they can, uh, you know, do diffs on what's on the server versus you know analyzing your local folder and only publish the changed files. So that could Whoa, be a Joe, good thing. What's a diff? What's a diff, Joe? <laughs> diff is a difference. So it will. Oh man, you're going to make me go into this. Okay. So transmit. Well, there's multiple options, multiple ways to do this. I think the default way is by the date of the file. So, or you could do by file size. And basically what transmit will do is it'll go to your server, look at that file on the server and check the date or size of the file on your local folder. And it'll say, Oh, look, this file is the same. I'm not going to publish this file. Okay. And then conversely, it'll say, if this file is different, it will then mark that file for publishing and it will publish it when you click the publish button. Did I do that? Okay, Gregory. Wow, Joe, that, wow, Joe, that sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, that's good. So he, the nice thing about the nice thing about the transmit thing is that if there's nothing changed or any of the files that did change only that part. So it's kind of like the smart publishing rapid weaver. Yeah. In that regard. So only the changed content gets uploaded again. Yes. Uh, and you know what? Uh, to talk about the, the smart publishing in Rapweaver, sometimes it's could be not so smart, right? Um, I mean, it, for the most part, it is great in terms of only publishing the files that have changed. But if you've recently like updated a stack and you want to make sure that like all the changes for you know all those updates are published to the server, um, obviously, I mean. I can't really blame Rapweaver for this. I think it's, you know, it's, it doesn't know, right? It doesn't know that these, these, cha- these things change and you would expect them to publish, let's say a new version of total CMS, or maybe some updates to a uh, PHP or JavaScript library from that. Another stack ships, right? So if, if you update a, a stack and you want to make sure that all of those changes in the supporting files are, are modified on your server, a lot of times in Rapweaver, you have to go to file and say, republish all files, right? But if you were something like transmit, it actually then analyzes all the files on the fly, like Greg was saying, and then it'll only publish the, the files that it actually needs to. Cool. Yeah. Or a little hidden feature. If anybody's looking to experiment with the Git, Chili Dog users can actually SSH in and use Git through the command line for 
advanced users only and probably opening myself my support uh, box uh-oh. Uh-oh. to explode. Uh oh. I, I may be editing this part of the podcast out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not the get you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get you ever heard about git <laughs> but no there's who do secure shell work like joe myself and mm-hmm. stuff yep it's actually installed and available in your path when you ssh in sweet yeah little i don't think anybody anybody uses it to be honest <laughs> yeah i wouldn't expect 99.99 percent of the people out there that they don't need it right so right okay next up how about publishing to a folder versus a subdomain, right? So a lot of people do this one way. Some people do it the other way, right? I see a lot of people, they have, let's say a website, mywebsite.com. And if they want to test something new, they, a lot of times they'll publish it to mywebsite.com slash testing or, you know, new page. And then they'll publish the entire new website inside that subfolder, right? And another approach is to create a subdomain, which is like my subdomain or like sandbox. I, I like to use sandbox for like a testing domain, sandbox.mywebsite.com, right? And then that entire subdomain is your main, uh, you know, testing subdomain. So you publish to that website and then, you know, you can view it just as if it was your main production website. Which which method do you prefer, Greg? Well, I think there's only one choice here, to be honest. It's just the subdomain approaches you're describing. You know, it would be horrible if you accidentally deleted your main website while trying to publish a test page for yourself or for your client. So don't bother risking it. Just use the subdomain and just use that as your play, your playpen, your sandbox, as you said. And, you know, go wild in there and don't worry about actually accidentally messing up your website and deleting a overwriting a file with the same name like your index.html, your index.php, and you go to your website and, oops, somebody else's content is there because you accidentally overwrote it. So yep. I don't yeah, I don't think there's, there's too many options here on how to do this right. Yeah, it really is. The subdomain is really the best way to go. Um, I, I, I don't think you should ever create a subfolder, a part of your website, and then be publishing new websites to subfolders. That is just a recipe for disaster. Okay. And plus another benefit of creating a subdomain is if you're, if you're, if you're testing a completely new website, right. And you publish it to a a subdomain because all the paths and everything are the same as if you published it again to the main domain, right. Uh, I'm not explaining this properly. Um, so let's say I publish a, a, to, let's take, for example, I publish to a subfolder. So I go to mywebsite.com slash folder slash, and then, um, you know, index.html. That is the, um, the, my new test site that I'm playing with. Right. And inside there, let's say I have a folder called contact me and about. Okay. And if I were to reference any sort of files or maybe have some paths in there or have some add-ons such as total CMS that kind of stores relative paths to other things within where you're currently at, right? The path to the about page is now mywebsite.com slash test slash about, right? It's not, it, it's not the exact same thing as, as the live production website would be, which is just slash about, right? 
it's slash test slash about. So by going to a subdomain, I could have my subdomain.com, right? Or subdomain.mywebsite.com slash about, right? That means the folder structure of my test website is now identical to what the the ultimate end domain um, is going to be. Am I explaining this properly, Greg? I'm trying to. Do you understand what I, I mean? Think so I think so. You're just you're just saying that your test site is going to parallel your live site. In- exactly. Yeah. It's it's going to look. It's going to mirror it, right? So there there's there's going to be no contentions about oh the path is going to be different when I go production. It's no. If you do, if you go the subdomain route, it's going to be identical. So there's, there's less things that could go wrong when you want to eventually move that test website to production. Right. I think I said that right. Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. So, you know, another, I'll go for it. I shouldn't make a comment about the, the publishing folder versus subdomain thing. And it's actually a historical thing. Many control panels didn't support putting the main folder for your website, the document root, outside of the public HTML folder until probably two years ago, a year and a half, two years ago. So it's relatively relatively new uh, that you can actually have your website subdomain folder outside of that public HTML. So you could actually do what you're saying and have it side by side in mm-hmm. the, on the server. So it's, um, that was actually going to go to my, my, that falls perfectly into my next point I was going to make is I've seen a lot of people have this where, where they publish to their main site and then they have like folders in their main site for a subdomain. And I've never understood yeah. why people did that. And now that you would just explain to me that it's a limit, it was a limitation of cPanel that explains it. Because I thought that was horrible as well, right? The way I I organize my server is if you if you look at my public HTML directory where all my websites are, I have a folder for every single website, and I keep it simple. The f- name of the folder is the name is the domain of that website, right? So I have a joeorgan.net folder, I have a totalcms.com folder, I have a emailstacks.com folder, so on and so forth, right? So I have a folder for that domain, and then inside that mold in that inside that folder magically guess what's in it the published website and that's it right so keep things really simple segment them don't put websites inside subfolders of other websites it's just gonna mess stuff up it's just a recipe for disaster in my book i hear you cool i hear you it may it may take a little work to refactor and and update things but if you're doing this a lot you'll feel a lot more secure about your changes Wanted to, to worry as much. And- yep. You know, I know a lot of you know a lot of our listeners are web designers and they design websites for other people. And I know a lot of them will do you know, um, let's say mydesigncompany.com, and then they'll do slash and they'll create a folder for their customer, right? And again, what you should be doing is create a subdomain for that customer, right? Just like we we're talking about. So create a subdomain for that customer, and that subdomain on your it could be you know, maybe a test domain that you have or your main domain. So, you know, my customer dot, you know, my web design company.com, that is where you should be publishing your customer's direct, your customer's website, right? Not in a subfolder of your main website. So, yep. 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 Important tip though. Yeah. 
don't install analytics software on your test sites. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Right. And you should probably, you know, um, you know, put like a robots TXT file in there that says, you know, disallow all or something like that so that, you know, search engines aren't indexing your sandbox sites and all that jazz. So, yep. Good call. Yeah, I've had I've had people ask me about why is my site showing up under a different URL or whatever, you know. Yep. Yeah, don't 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 give for the longest time I had so you know, I, I create all the projects that I make for like my products, I give away, right? So like my foundation stacks.com website, like that project file comes with foundation, right? And Obviously, I had analytics, my analytics stuff in there because it was the actual project I used for the actual website. And tons of people were publishing that online, right? So, like, I'd get all this freak analytics that was like, what the hell's this? Like, so finally I locked it down. So, like, none of the analytics stuff comes through and, uh, and whatnot. But yeah, that, that was my bad, a lesson learned on my part. Um, so, yeah. The last, the last, Oh, go for it. Rookie mistake. Yes. Rookie mistake. Um, Next up, I think the last thing for publishing is, is kind of the folder structure in which you structure your rap weaver project. I think it's, this is loosely related to publishing. And what I mean by that is when you're defining your folder paths inside rapid weaver, you know, you can nest pages inside the, the, page inspector or not the page inspector, the, the page navigation on the, the, the left-hand pane, right? What is that called? The library, I think it's right. Um, mm-hmm. So basically where you can create your hierarchy of pages. Now, let's say I had a, a page called uh, that was in a folder called news. And then inside there, I have a sub page that's called sports or something like that, right? Now, if let's say on the top level, I had the folder name called just news. And then since the sports page is inside that, it's a child of it, right? And I I give that a folder name of sports. The published folder name is slash news slash sports, okay? Oh, let me preface this with saying, please keep all of your pages named index.html or index.php. Do not go naming your web pages some crazy thing, okay? Do yourself a favor. Just keep them named index.html or index.php. That's it. Okay. Okay. Back to back, back to my folder story. So if you have nested folders, you have slash news slash sports just by putting the folder name and then nesting sports inside news. Okay. I don't think you should do it that way. Okay. Because um, let's say I have a slash about. Um, and then if I move that sports folder into us as a sub page of, of about, Basically, now my sports page is slash about slash sports. Okay. How I recommend you do it is in your folder paths, always put the full path to that page in your folder. Okay. Therefore, what I mean is you create your folder structure and your hierarchy of your web pages however you want so that they look the way that they do inside your menu. But fully qualify your folder names for all your pages. Meaning for the news, it would be slash news for my sports news page. I would have as my folder name slash news slash sports. I would actually put in the slashes, not just the the folder name slash news slash sports. 
The reason I say this to do it this way is because at this point, if you manually set in that folder name, there is zero doubt where that web page is going to be published. It's going to be published to slash news slash sports. Okay. Or slash about slash whatever, right? Put in the fully qualified folder name. Uh, if you want to see an example of this, go ahead and you could download the, my foundation website, the project I was just talking about a few minutes ago. That That's a pretty large Rapweaver project and it has a lot of nested pages. And it's just even if you don't have foundation, just look at all the folder names in there and everything is fully qualified to the exact folder path, right? What do you think, Greg, about this? I do the exact opposite. Oh, we're in contention. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is this is juicy. Yeah, scandalous. Okay. Um, Our first fight. Where's the I, ding ding? Let's go. Okay. <laughs> I don't like to manage it that way. I like to I like to have everything nested. I don't my folders don't typically span more than one or two words hyphenated by a dash. Yes, yes. Yeah. Don't use so, spaces. Spaces are ugly. Yes, everything lowercase. That's just me. Yes. Wait, well, first off, please tell me you agree with the index part. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay, cool. Thank you. Everything Everything index.php, though. Fair enough. Yeah, because if, you're, if you accidentally publish an index.html and an index.php, yes. I get this a lot. Yeah. People say, my website pages aren't showing up. And it turns out they have both published in a, in a mm-hmm. directory. Yep. And web servers always prefer if there's a conflict like this. Yes. Web servers always prefer the index.html over yeah. the index.php. Mm-hmm. So. And tell me, Greg, how, how would I change my default page to be index.php? It's probably a setting, Joe. I'm guessing it's a setting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everyone. There is a setting where you can change your default page extension to be the default yes. is HTML. Change it to be PHP. Um, it's in the general and then the advanced at the very, very bottom. Exactly. It's a default extension. There we go. Yeah. Okay, Greg, go on. Um, Why do you do the ne- the nested way instead of fully qualifying the folder paths? I'm afraid of making a typo. It's, it's <laughs> probably that simple. It's that simple. Okay. Right. I mean, if, if, if my names are nice and simple, I organize my folders, how I, how I want them structured. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have to worry about making a typo and accidentally trying to remember where everything else fell relative to it and next to it. So mm-hmm. if I had like slash products slash uh, SEORX or something. Okay. And I have a product page and then I'll have an SEORX page and then I'll have gridiron page, et cetera. And I don't have to worry about having a typo. And did I say products or product? You know, was there an S in there? You know, mm. you see what I'm saying? Fair enough. If I do it once, if I do it once, I get it right. And I don't have to worry about updating it on multiple pages at multiple times across. You know, I have text expander form. snippets that fill it all out for me for my common folder paths. So that's, that's how I got around that. But I, I can, I, I can't, I can't ding you for that logic. I understand. <laughs> one, one, one for Greg. <laughs> well, you can't fix stupid. Not <laughs> wow (laughs) that's a low blow joe low blow (laughs) life's like a box of chocolates (laughs) so okay greg that's me sweet no 
I, I, I can understand that logic. I can understand it. Well, Greg, that's all I had. Do you got anything else? I do not. I do not. Good, Sweet. good to catch up. Yeah, good it was good. You. Hope everyone liked it. And uh, Greg, where can everyone in the world find you? Chili Dog Software, ChiliDogHosting.com. Barshard on Twitter. Sweet. I am Joe Workman everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, you name it. You can find me out at weavers.space. If you have any feedback for this show, please go ahead and leave a review on iTunes. Greg, we need to go and check out our reviews. And maybe on the, on the next episode, we will go out and shout out and thank you, everyone, for giving us great reviews. So if you haven't given us a review, please go ahead and do so. And we'll give you a shout out here on the podcast live. If you have any feedback or you want some us to talk about something special, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at weaverradio.com. You can also check out all of our archived episodes on weaverradio.com and obviously subscribe to it from every podcast reader out there. So cool. Thanks, Greg. We will uh, talk to you next week. Good to see you. Sweet. Bye. Bye.